But I hate when I feel like this And I never hated you Neurotica is a weekly podcast going to the deepest, darkest parts of the mind and bringing them to light. Topics range on mental illness, behavior, and perception and more. Please be warned, many episodes contain trigger warnings. If you ever have thoughts of suicide, please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Hey everybody, welcome to Neurotica. I'm your host, Cody Ryan. I'm here with my co-host, as always, Bobby Okami. How's it going, Bobby Okami? Bobby Bobby Okami. Is that Irish or Hawaiian? It's Japanese. I guess that makes more sense. (laughs) Uh, I'm doing good. I just uh, came here straight from work, so ready to uh, shake off the the old work. Shake off the old work. Work vibes the and work. Uh, put on my podcasting pants. Yes, you, you do look nice in your podcasting pants. I pressed them for you before you got here. Uh, we we haven't seen each other in a little bit. I mean, we we're starting to get together a little bit more frequently now that, uh, you know, we're both vaccinated. Um, you know, there's still obviously restrictions going on. Uh, across the country, including here in Philadelphia, but I, I'd say for the most part, Philadelphia has been a pretty um, good city with this stuff. So we, we haven't really had a lot of breaks, or like uh, like big spikes I've heard about, other than just the generic ones that happened at the same time as everybody else. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure that there have been spikes in like poorer neighborhoods where people are less vaccinated and less able to get time off to get vaccinated and stuff like sure. that. But yeah, for, for the most part, I don't think it's been too bad. Yeah, and I'm sure in Delco, you know, there's just less vaccination there. I don't know. A, a lot of I think it was um, a lot of people like do have the free time, and it's not like super Trump country. There's just a bunch of loud Trump shitheads in Delco. So <laughs> yeah, people... but according to Chris Jones, everybody in Delco that he runs it, he's not even in Delco. He's in the Northeast. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, they're like basically mirror Im- images of each other, but. I mean, in my opinion, Delco is a little bit less bad, but I'm sure they would say the same things about themselves. Yeah. I mean, again, it's like, that's kind of the, the problem with Delaware, too, is like when you talk about Wilmington versus, versus talking about Wilmington, like, there's a city of Wilmington, and then there's the city of Wilmington, and two different places, really, and people yeah. get the image of the violent city, when it's really mostly suburbs and just, like, boring and stuff like that. But yeah. Wilmington is similar to Baltimore in that way, where, like what you would think are suburbs in another city are still part of the city limits. Yeah. So obviously we didn't come here to tell you about the, the origins of our cities. We came <laughs> to Philadelphia. We've, we've settled here and we get our lives ruined uh, on the daily by the Philadelphia sports teams, uh, including tonight. The, the Phillies have a pivotal series and it's pivotal because they're just that desperate. They need to win them all. Uh, the Eagles continue to lose. Uh, the Flyers, did a lot of trades. I, I can't really evaluate it. I don't know the Flyers that well, but I can't evaluate the team in a bunch of trades. And the Sixers, let's talk about the NBA media day instead. Uh, no, so we, we actually uh, have been tortured by the sports, but we got a little lucky, at least for now, until something comes out, that the thing that's really been actually bothering NBA fans right now is the fact that the NBA is starting to have their media days and training camps are opening up. And some of their players aren't even allowed in the building. <laughs> and the one in specific being Kyrie Irving. Because of New York's mandate laws, he could not even be present for media day because he's unvaccinated. He's like... Who would, you, who would you compare him to in like the media landscape? Like Joe Rogan? Like the way that he talks... I mean, he talks very much like Third Eye, Illuminati stuff. Like, cause yeah. Some, because some of his shoes, I'm like literally quoting some of his shoes because I've, I've been a fan of them. And he's put out an Illuminati like with a third eye on it. And it was like, he uh, he said, how can we trust doctors who've been studying these sciences for only like a few decades when the earth has existed for forever? And I, I yeah. was just baffled by that one. I don't it's, even... it's like there's, do you realize why the population has exploded in the last like 150 years? It's because... Science has 
you know, made subsisting more possible, like yeah. by the, making food more available and science has made people able to live. That's why I don't know. Like the reason that the um, average or the uh, what's the life expectancy now is like in America, it's actually falling a little bit, which yeah. is concerning compared to other Western countries. But the reason it's higher now is that we have the medical availability to help like people live past childhood and like live past being babies. Like if, if you live past that um, for basically forever, you were not unlikely to live into your like 60s or 70s. And, and here's the thing. I, I know some people have been joking around, and we're not going to rag on Kyrie the whole time. We're Sorry, about... but just to finish that thought, and a big part yeah. of that is that kids get vaccinated and don't die of polio and the mumps anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, and this is the point that I'm kind of talking about, but even from a different sense, is that we're not, we're not going to rag on Kyrie the whole time because a lot of people have said a lot of dumb things. But what got me about Kyrie was, um, I don't know if you remember this, Bobby, before uh, LeBron came to Cleveland, in the first year that LeBron was in Cleveland, Kyrie's career looked almost over. His knee was destroyed. Like It was to the point where they were like, we don't know if Kyrie's going to play next year. And he came back and it in actually In Cleveland worked. or at Duke? Cleveland. I'm sorry, I know Duke, he had issues too, but Cleveland... Yeah, he only played nine games, I think. Yeah, so in Cleveland, he started having the same issue, and whatever surgery they gave him before they won the championship, clearly, like, finally put in rest, but we know exactly what happens when you have those kind of injuries. Is you don't just get surgeries, what else do you get? Cortisone shots, you know, physical therapy, things like that. Those are multiple different forms, and I'm not just pointing out he got a shot of something. That's stupid. I'm not making that equivalency. I'm just saying he was willing to trust all of these doctors and all of these different fields for multiple different things, going from the range of putting a knife into you to putting a needle into you to just working with your body as an elite athlete who knows his body probably better than anybody. He trusted all of them, and now it's like, well... I need some witch doctors out here to help me out. Like, he's yeah. been around for a couple of uh, centuries. He owes the fact that he has a big platform to be a stupid doofus to the very medical science that he's casting doubt on. And not only that, he trusts it so much that he was just like, yeah, I'm just going to get surgery if you don't trade me, Cavs. If you don't trade me to the Celtics, I'm just literally getting surgery for basically no reason. So that's how much he trusts science, except... Now that is three years later, and he has done a lot of cocaine and <laughs> or a, and read a lot of the wrong things. <laughs> or he didn't trust science, which just shows a stupider pattern of he's willing to be like, "I'm gonna fuck up my body, or you gotta trade me." <laughs> like what? He's like, "I don't think you can learn uh, medicine in twelve years," and it's like that's kind of true. But you went to college for one year, yeah. <laughs> Like, what you need to do is actually not go to school and at all. you specifically talk about things we can't see and stuff like that. Um, but then, like, there were some other hilarious ones. Uh, I was disappointed to hear Bradley Beals, and I saw the actual video. He's smiling the whole time. He thinks he knows what he's talking about. Um, he, he goes with uh, not understanding what a vaccine is. He went with, if it's supposed to stop you from getting it, then why are people who are vaccinated still getting COVID? Yeah, it's not a hundred. It's like the equivalency that I made that I would think he would understand. Not to say that he's dumb, but just because this is his line of work is if Steph Curry is such a good free throw shooter, why does he still miss sometimes? Yeah. It's it, like effective rate is about equal to the vaccine. And it's like, no, some people still get sick and Yeah. It's like, oh, you're you're a great player, you're an all star, uh, you don't get picked for the all NBA team first team though, Bradley, you don't carry a team to playoffs. Those are bigger stretches, but like he already stretched the thing so far that I feel like I have the same like liberty to just be like Okay, well, you clearly missed the whole point about efficacy, which I can't say that word right now. Um, but, like, he, he was even saying, like, they don't talk about the side effects and stuff like that. And he's like, I got it. I only lost my sense of smell. And Network had the best tweet about this, but it was 
you know, not too rare when the network has a great NBA tweet. Um, he said, dude, that's literally your nervous system. That's your brain turning something off. Yeah. I, I saw someone say that if the vaccine sometimes caused a loss of the sense of taste and smell, they would not stop fucking talking about it. That's... Oh, absolutely. It was on the other side. Yeah. And, and I think that's the thing, though, is... Like they don't, they haven't uh, talked about the side effects. It's like, okay, you get, what, I had a fever for one hour. Yeah. And I think that's what we're kind of hitting at the point is we're not just hitting the group of people that are younger. So, you know, might not like have a family that they care as much about because Damian Lillard said, you know, like, oh, I got vaccines, got too many people I care about and stuff like that. Uh, but maybe they don't have a family. Um, they're a little bit more just, you know, live live fast, die young, whatever. And um, that's why I would assume that, like, the percentages when they say, like, the league is vaccinated, I, I always curious how much is players versus staff because I would just assume staffers are generally older at risk for health reasons, have families, things like that, and would get vaccinated. Yeah, and they're also not superhumans who, like, understandably feel like they're invincible. Exactly, and that brings me to my next point is you're talking about going to these athletes like Bradley Beal and it's like me giving Bradley Beal health advice is like going to Taco Bell for health advice. Yeah, it's the same analogy because I'm just fucking like garbage junk food over here. It's like, how can I tell Bradley Beal about health? But like Bradley Beal also can't tell me about health. He's a basketball player. That's all I know that he... What has he ever done. researched in his entire life <laughs> yeah. that gives him the ability to do research on this? That's like more effective than people that actually do research for a living. Yeah. And then... Have uh, you ever fucking research Bradley Beal, if you can prove to me that you've ever researched something in your entire fucking life, let's say post-Syracuse when you probably had, like, the athletic department paid people to research. Was he Syracuse? I don't know for sure. Or am I mixing him up with Dion Waiters? You may be getting mixed up with Dion Waiters. I think might be... I honestly don't know because I'm just going to be honest. I didn't know who the hell Bradley Beal was until he got good. Well, I so. knew that he got drafted like number three overall. I just can't yeah. remember where. To Washington. Got it. Yeah. Well, let's <laughs> – whatever. <laughs> That's I, a butler, Georgia. I don't know. If you can, if you can prove to me that you have done research on a topic that lasted more, more thorough than a Wikipedia wormhole, then I will uh, – forego my booster shot how about that he literally said it's funny that it only reduces your chances of going to the hospital that that's all that's, it does yeah that's all it does at the university of florida does he wear like a knee brace has he ever worn a knee brace or something like that yeah okay so then like i don't know what the fuck he's talking about that like only reduces your chance of hurting your ankle more wait here's or, him of hurting your knee more Here's him clarifying his comments, uh, but it doesn't sound like he even walked it back. He says the why is personal. It's not. He, it's he, really fucking he's just not. Say, he's trying to say now that he's not advocating or campaigning that you shouldn't get the vaccine. On the flip side, we have uh, Andrew Wiggins, who tried to do religious exemption, which didn't fly at all, which why would it? There's literally no... If he was Jehovah's Witness... Yeah, that's the only one I can think of. I would say, yeah, that's fine. But then that means that you, like... I don't think you can get any kind of, like, surgery or anything yeah, like you that. Yeah, you can't get so any he's not. Like, medical attention. So that's just stupid. I think Jonathan Isaac tried to do the same thing. Yeah, Although he, he plays too. in Florida, so obviously, like, he doesn't really need to worry about it, at least yeah. for the majority of his games. But, yeah. And then someone was like... Basically asked Wiggins to explain what he believed, and he was like, "That's none of your business." It's like, well, if you yeah. feel strongly enough about this to be like defiant about it in that way, then like, isn't it? Don't you think it is then your responsibility to like educate people? Well, so so that's where it's really getting interesting because these are the athletes for our teams, and it starts hitting the question of what do we owe each other in sports, kind of like. And it's such a weird question because it's the first time I think I've ever seen where it's not really the owners versus players now. It is players versus fans a little bit because I I do look at them and think, you make so much money. You see the best doctors in the world. 
you know, I cheer for you and want the best for you. You just told me if you killed my grandmother, it's, it's fucking fine. Like, that's, that's what they all explain. Like, yeah. And it just, it, it hurts. <laughs> but it doesn't hurt in the same way that, like, a good friend doing that hurts. And that's what's yeah. getting interesting about it is, like, you know, are, am I going to like these athletes in a year? I, I definitely don't think I'm going to look at Bradley Beal ever the same. But I'll be honest, if he gets to the Sixers, I'm not a strong man. Yeah, um, <laughs> anything that's like basically not rape or domestic abuse, I can basically get over very quickly. <laughs> yeah, like once you get back on the field, honestly. Well, and that's court. where it even kind of was for a while with like like Kanye. It's like, oh, where do you draw the line? But now he centers himself with rapists and domestic abusers, so it's like very yeah. easy to be like, oh, well, at least I know where you you stand on those issues. It's also been clear for a while that he like doesn't like women. Yeah. He, like, likes to have a woman as, like, a prize. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's just, like, you know... Like, I, he saw the Kim Kardashian Ray J sex tape and was like, I would like to do that. Yeah. And, like, have people think that I'm cool because of it. I mean, that sex tape was pretty big. I mean, it was very influential. If they... If that's... Both in terms of celebrity sex tapes being a thing and in terms of the fact that every... Kardashian is now a billionaire. Well, if it did what it if Kanye was in a sex tape with Kim, and it did what it did for Kim for Kanye, he'd be basically like Tupac mixed with Big E to everybody. Now, I mean, if it did like, what it nearly did, was for a while there, yeah, went off the rails. Like, and depending if, on how much of that is his fault, is obviously a completely different argument. Maybe one for this very podcast. Yeah, but and, a different episode. And I think. You know, just for the counterpoint, though, if he, if even if he had the career trajectory that you know, like came from Ray J, Kanye would be Ray J. So there you go. And Ray J had sex with Kim Kardashian. Well, yeah, Kanye has, so Kanye. Sexy Ken I was before that, and he's also Brandy. So too. now Kim Kardashian has gotten stronger, and Kanye is slowly shrinking into a corn cob. Ray J is what we're getting at. I'm not sure I'd follow all the twists and turns that got us here, but I agree with where Chris we're at. Chris Humphreys so. equals Ray J? I agree with where we've landed, so I'm not going to look too closely at <laughs> Well, that. I got us back to basketball. Chris Humphreys, who was not at media day because no team needed him this year, or any year for that matter. Um, but there was uh, one particularly hilarious moment, which happened with Dwight Howard, which he was a sixer last year. I was very hesitant about him as a person, but he was a very positive person when he was here. But I knew he's a dipshit. I knew he wasn't going to get the vax. I still don't know if there's some weird shit with him and, like, maybe teenage girls. I've heard that rumor. Yeah, that's uh, but, that's been a very persistent rumor that I yeah. choose to believe, but uh, not propagate that But much. that's the thing, though, is that that's one I, I really couldn't, like, say one way or another. Because I, I think it's just, like, that's hearsay to me. The vaccine one, I was like, oh, my God, they're... There's no way he's going to take it. I just hope that he's got a really funny explanation. I think he was anti-mask and basically yeah. like a COVID-doesn't-exist guy in the bubble, Yeah, yeah. Right? He, he, he showed up being signed by the Sixers without a mask. Everybody else was wearing a mask, and they all hugged him. But it was like he he had no concept that like, you would do that. Yeah, that's the interesting thing. And, I mean, it totally makes sense, but it is really proving like how much more these guys care about each other than yeah. the fans. and. As well they should, but, like, I don't know. It's like, okay, you like this, like, stupid, possible rapist weirdo. And, and they're like, yeah. He's one of the only people on Earth that can, like, relate to me at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, I mean, I think Dwight, he he used to be a completely different player in this league. We you know, he used to be a star on all levels, but he's still... Very much, you know, um, he's gravitational. Sort of, yeah, he's, he's, I mean, a po- he seems to be a positive guy in the locker room. Maybe COVID-19 positive. Yeah. Um, but, pe- but he seems like he's like a positive guy to have on your team as long as he's not actually playing. Yeah. Which makes it even funnier that he uh, stole Lakers media day, uh, which is hard to do because they had... Russell Westbrook, for the first time, I read a quote by him, immediately forgot it. 
Um, I think I read Schroeder before say some stupid stuff. Nothing really from LeBron or anything like that. Westbrook doesn't really have good quotes. He just has like good outfits. Players and stuff. (laughs) Yes. And yet, Dwight Howard presents the quote of the day. Uh, He says, "Oh, I'm not going to get all that." So he gets ahead of it. He says, "I'm not going to get all the the vaccine stuff." So reporters ask the question, and he's like, "I'm not going to get all that," you know, with a HIPAA and everything. And the reporter finally just lost his shit on behalf of every single person in America and went. That's not how HIPAA works, but okay. <laughs> Which, yeah, it's the only response you can give to him, but... <laughs> Here are some things that I think people shouldn't talk about because they get got somehow into the greater consciousness and they're now used incorrectly. HIPAA. Gaslighting. Yeah. Um, some of these things I do, I even gaslight gaslighting and use it wrong on purpose. Uh, I'm trying to think of any others. What are other ones that you have? Um, Ligma. Um, no, I, I think uh, ableism to a degree. I, I think it's a real issue, but there are some people who have had like clearly non-medical things be like, oh, I, you know, this this is ableism because I, I can't do it. And it's like, you can't do a backflip? That's not ableism. Yes, that's <laughs> like, a good one. <laughs> But yeah, yeah I'll, I'll think of others throughout, but HIPAA and gaslighting are the two main ones. I mean, it used to be, like, back in the old day, you would tell everybody you're going to call the cops or you're going to sue them. And now it's a little bit more like, okay, I'm going to say basically the same thing, but I'm going to say a specific thing wrong. So HIPAA would be like, I'm going to sue you, which you can't do, and it's not even really how that works. Um, <laughs> how long ago do you think Kyrie Irving learned about the Tuskegee? syphilis experiment like in the uh, last year or do you think that he's he's like he went to duke he's like not a i think there's a i think he's not unintelligent i think that he's just like the things that he believes are dumb and part of that is because he's like smart enough to talk himself into no i think he's actually a pretty intelligent person who has maybe a egotistical uh I mean, I don't know if he's like a full-blown narcissist or something like that. I'm not trying to diagnose a guy on a podcast or be mean about him, but I'm just saying I think he actually is intelligent, and the reason he believes these things are just, you know, kind of beyond me. He's um, a shithead. Yeah. I can diagnose him with being a shithead. Yeah, he's got too much shit in his head. Um, so like, maybe he told a bunch of guys that had never heard of it about the Tuskegee syphilis experiment. He, he started hinting at things with the Celtics, though, on his way out. I mean, obviously the team hated him at the end, but he would say things as if, like, you know, it was against the racism in Boston, and then later it would be, like, clear he wasn't talking about anything worldly. Like, he, he he's definitely the rebound guy for Grimes, I'm just Ooh, putting it out there. That's a good call. Yeah. Although she might be like done. Well, he's like less of a meanie dipshit. Yeah. Like he's not as much of a Reddit guy. As she he wants is a like a space lesbian station. So yeah, lesbian space station. He's less of like so a Reddit she's, guy. She literally said that today. I'm not even just making that up. Yeah, I know. I saw that. <laughs> I'm clarifying the listeners. So people think I'm not just like being mean of Grimes, which I Kyrie's, think is Kyrie's a guy that read that. Uh, thing that Deshaun Jackson posted that incorrectly quoted Hitler. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and can we talk about that for a second? To quote Hitler, but it's not even Hitler. Does that make like, it better or worse? I think that's... that's like stepping... It's like the old like Simpsons like when Sideshow Bob steps into the rake, but then he's just in the field of them and he just keeps stepping into rakes. It's just like... I'm just imagining <laughs> like Adolf Hitler and Kente Cloth. <laughs> God damn it, Bobby! <laughs> Ruth Conda forever in this podcast. Ruth right. Conda forever. Um, yeah, I think, I think that the attempt to quote Hitler and be okay with it is like stands on its own, regardless of whether uh, yeah. the quote is actually from him or not. Or not. Well, it, it, you know, another relevant thing right now is uh, Norm Macdonald passed away, and Norm Macdonald had this. Amazing uh, comedy mind because he literally did not live in the same world that everybody else did. Now, towards the end, he started being a little, like, annoying because he was, like, cancel culture and stuff like this. And we're like, 
Norm, your comedy is supposed to rub people the wrong way, so we can't even tell if this is a bit. But yeah, that is very true. But there, there's kind of like a clip that's really, really funny that like you could tell people could be offended at this on its face, but like only Norm delivering this can can make this work. And basically, the, this one guy is like trying to talk about what 420 is, and he's like, "That's not what I have." Oh uh, yeah, German Chancellor. Uh, can we like <laughs> interpolate that? <laughs> We can probably, but it, I, I don't want to, like, risk getting in trouble because he has his own podcast, so, like, I don't want the people who are, you know, part of his estate coming after us when we're trying to do something nice. But but basically, he just, he's stringing him along his uh, his um, assistant with the fact that he's describing Hitler, who was born on 420, and his assistant's trying to describe the, the pot-smoking day. And, like... Norm's not saying anything necessarily nice about him, but he's not, like, saying anything, like, aggressively bad yet. And it, it kind of feels like he's doing the same, like, thing that you would do with these athletes as a joke. But like, oh, he wants a Duke. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh, won a championship this year. A pretty good player, yeah. Oh, he had the game-winning shot. Thinks vaccines are a plot by the government to drill into our brains and kill us. Thinks, okay. thinks the earth is flat. <laughs> yeah, thinks the earth and is flat. And then pretends that he doesn't think that and he's just asking questions. Yeah, it's just asking questions that he's been answered already. We all knew this was coming with Kyrie, and it's very funny because of like the how vociferous his defenders are. I think he tweeted like a week or two ago, just said, um, like, not afraid anymore, mask off. Yeah. And everyone was like, no, it means mask off, like, future, or, like, yeah. like, you say about, like, someone who's a fascist, like, oh, it's mask off, like, I'm, yeah. I'm not pretending to be something I'm not anymore. And it's like, no, he, he knew what he was doing, because he's not a fucking idiot, and even if he did partially mean that, he also meant <laughs> take off your mask and jacket. COVID aside, I didn't even know if he was going to be on the dance still. I had no clue if something was happening, but everything is just weird. It would be that. so ingenious for the Nets to get Kyrie so that they could then get KD and Harden and then be like, okay, we're done with you. <laughs> Don't need you that anymore. That happened, I think. I, I mean, they might. They What everyone says about them is that the they lack depth, and that's the only thing standing in their way. So maybe they trade Kyrie for some depth. Well, I, I think, though, it, that's another thing that's, kind of coming together is that there's a lot of players that are in these locker rooms now that it's not going to be a secret. You know, there's diff- there's completely different requirements. Like, in the NFL, you can see the guys have to wear the mask. Like, people are getting fined because they're not wearing masks in teams and facilities, and they think it's a joke. Cole Beasley went on to just explain all of this stuff that didn't make any sense, and he's just trying to, like, He's I, trying to position himself to be like to start a sub stack with Clay Travis or something like that. Yeah, his career is sunsetting, and we know that. And we know what he's trying to do. And he's trying to conjure this sense of justice and being wrong and how freedom is and will always be. Unfortunately, I think that he's rubbing off on a very fun young player because Josh Allen is also definitely not vaccinated. Yeah, which is definitely disappointing if he, you know, were to, you know, just from a sports perspective, catch, you know, long COVID to watch. But at the same time, I care about him and his family. Like, do I really, like, you know, care as much about these guys who are being vocal and saying, like, oh, this is terrible and stuff like that? It's a little harder because, you know. Yeah, if Cole Beasley got long COVID and then died by getting a hot poker shoved in both of his eyes and up his asshole. That would be funny to me. But right. if, like, Josh Allen got COVID and died when he's just, like, kind of stupid, that would not be funny. And I, I think that's the thing that really bothers me is, like, you wish you could sit these athletes down and talk to them, and then you realize you wouldn't get anywhere. It does not matter. It does, Anybody who could have talked to them already has, their coaches, their, their loved ones, doctors. They will come to the decision if they feel the peer pressure, which I've heard KD is trying to peer pressure Kyrie, which is probably a thing that's going to get him traded in the end and just not even fucking being at home games. This is the one time where KD being completely uncharismatic and unable to convince anyone of anything is a bad thing. Yeah. (laughs) And 
I mean, he, maybe he gets traded to one of those teams with looser, you know, restrictions or whatever to make that work. But that's the first time we've even had to think about that kind of scenario. Like we we've thought about uh, Royce White, you know, when we were thinking about him potentially being a Sixer and his you know anxiety about flights, and that was a little overblown, and he said so, and there's a stigma about it. But Kyrie is already a powerful force. When you can prove you can win in the NBA, somebody will always want you. Like, that is just absolutely true. Carmelo Anthony left the game, remade himself, said, I can help teams win again. They'll take you. If you're a guy who wants to go play in Turkey, maybe you should just stay there. I don't think you have a chance. But especially because players like Revere Kyrie, and I forget who said this, but someone basically said that the fact that the way he succeeds is by being like such an unbelievable dribbler and shooter and like finisher below the rim. And that is not how any other star for the most part succeeds except like Steph. But even, I don't even think anyone would say that Steph has like nearly the handle that Kyrie has. So it's like, because he is able to be as good as he is doing things that other players can't do. They like absolutely revere him in a, in a different way than they would revere like, a Kawhi Leonard who yeah. doesn't do anything except defense where you're like, holy shit. Like no yeah. one is like, Oh my God, you can like really make a mid range shot 47% of the time. Yeah. And I mean, so the, that, the... that makes them revere him. And it was sort of the same way with Kobe and his footwork and shit like that. Well, yeah. And you're talking, but that the... just makes him more influential. Yeah. The play you're describing though, sounds a lot like to me, if you didn't say the name, Alan Iverson. I would think that's the guy who dribbles and plays very much under the rim. Except Kyrie can actually yeah, shoot. <laughs> Kyrie can shoot. Um, and Allen Iverson could create his own shot, whether it went in or not, was, you know, based on yeah. a lot of things. Um, but, you know. It's it, like I practice more. Yeah. I'm being completely <laughs> yeah. honest. Yeah, maybe if we practice just a tad more, we, we would have won two games against LA. <laughs> practice. Um, I love you to death, but come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think it's just like. You know, those kind of players, yeah. You look at Kawhi, he'll be remembered as one of the, the best players of all time. But, like, Kawhi could also, you know, in two decades, if he just has, like, a weird ending, I might think Kawhi, for some reason, is as good as Rip Hamilton. Like, and Rip Hamilton was very good. Like, there's no... That's not me trying to, like, knock Rip Hamilton, but Kawhi has been light years better than Rip Hamilton. But then you even talk about Rip Hamilton versus Allen Iverson. That gap's probably not as big as we would make it, but who the fuck cares about Rip Hamilton? Like, it, you yeah. know, he was an interesting player. He were Kawhi does himself no favors narratively. Yeah. And I think that Kyrie, like, being maybe part of why he is this way is that it makes him stand out and makes him more interesting, even if it's in a bad way. Well, that and that's the thing for me is, like, I, I've liked his shoes and stuff like that, and I, I like that he started doing some community stuff, but then this other stuff confuses me, and it makes me wonder, well, what does this guy want his legacy to be? Um, and I'm not really sure. I think he, he would tell you that he doesn't care, and I would not yeah. believe him at all. Because he even, like, he, one of his shoes was starting to come out, and he just, like, bashed it. He was like, I didn't approve of this design. This isn't me at all. Like, don't buy this shoe. Which, I don't know, I even fully believe that he didn't have any design in it. Maybe they went with one he didn't really like too much. But, either way, like, him trying to, you know, uh, sink his own shoe could be seen as a real baller move. Like, he doesn't care about money. They tried to sell him out, and he said, no, fuck you. I don't, I don't buy that. Or it could be, what the hell are you doing, man? Like, yeah. Like, it's, and it's also, I think it's, like, it's a shoe. It's like, Oh, you couldn't get in there and get your own fucking shoe made? Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's not like baller. You did a bad job there. <laughs> Every, Kyrie, everything that he does, you could make like a seven or eight level like galaxy brain meme for possible explanations of it. Well, and I think that's why, like, when I heard Bradley Beal say that stuff, that was shocking because he wasn't a guy who was even vocal about anything. The only thing he ever said was, "I want to play for the worst." franchise in the NBA for the rest of my career. He made that clear. And then um, he signed for only two years, which contradicted that. Yeah, so. very confusing. Anyway, and they're not the worst franchise, but they're pretty low. Um, I do not like the Wizards. They're not fun, though. 
Nah, their their uniforms are boring. Yeah. They gotta go back to the just dumb They were cooler when they had Ball, because Ball was, like, exciting. Yeah. Beal's amazing, but not, like, in that exciting of a way, unless he's... Rip Hamilton ahead ass. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I think Obviously, we're being mean, because right now, Beal's a dipshit, but... (laughs) Yeah, but, I mean, it's just, like, these player dynamics that we're talking about and stuff like that, and this player movement in the NBA, that is so much more important than a lot of things. Like we talk about the MLB, 162 games, you have a bench, guy gets thrown on the COVID list, that could hurt you, but it's not taking it out too much. Um, but when something happens in the NBA, it, it's never like a guy hits the COVID list. It's like he hit the COVID list, and while he was there, he found Jesus, and Jesus told him to not play in San Antonio anymore. So like he has to get traded. It's like, what? Yeah. That's very... The, the difference... Like, the the only thing that would be com- comparable to an NBA star getting COVID would be, like, a quarterback. Yeah. Because an, a, someone like Joel Embiid finishes, like, what, 34, 35%. He, he's directly involved in the end point of every offensive possession. Yeah. And he's one of five guys on the floor that plays the majority. Like, the outsides... Um, influence that they have is what makes them worth so much money um even more than they get which is plenty and also i'm trying to think of because one guy has such an outsized influence them ganging up has even bigger of an influence and then little things make the difference there like i think part of the reason that the Sixers don't get free agents is because their two stars don't play for a team USA. So they don't, they're not going and playing in those like select camps and going to the Olympics and like buddying it up with everyone all the time. Like that's, that's how the, um, the heatles came together. Like I, I think that's how almost all of these, you know, big three, big two, whatever things come together there. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I'm basically, I'm saying interpersonal dynamics are more important in the NBA than in other sports. Maybe in almost any other job, which means that having to tread a little carefully or like pretend that you understand why guys aren't getting a COVID shot or like lending them enough in a veneer for them to convince you not to get a COVID shot, like has repercussions outside of, yeah. you know, the, the obvious ones. I, I think what just makes me laugh so much is the ones who seem to think they could just get by, like, without getting, like, a bunch of hoopla or anything. And it takes me back to the baseball season when the Cubs would not shut the fuck up. (laughs) And then, uh, like, out of nowhere, I think it was, like, Jason Hayward or something, was like, I'm not vaccinated. Like, you guys, you know, I'm not going to get the vaccine when it comes out. I don't remember what time it was, but I'm not vaccinated. I'm not going to get the vaccine, something like that. Um... You guys are going to be talking about that tomorrow. You don't care. Literally, any only thing people talk about for a week. And it's like, how do you not it's see the only this? thing that I've known about Jason Hayward for like three years? Yeah, <laughs> and it's and that's what I think is just like getting to me too. Though is, is it's surely the owners and the team that would put the pressure on them, but I'm not sympathetic to the owners and team. Fans are going to be putting pressure, but fans are always putting pressure one way or another. But then also your peers are about, I think they said 85% of the league is vaccinated, at least, and, you know, maybe yeah. not. As we said earlier, we don't know if that is just players or if that includes yeah, staff but, as well, but it's still much better than America at large, too. Yeah, but those are your peers, and they see you're not the guy who's willing to get the vaccine. You're on the Lakers, and LeBron knows you don't want to get the vaccine, and you're not good enough to be LeBron and get a fake card. Like, you got to... Uh, you got to answer if you get thrown on the COVID list anywhere near the playoffs or during the playoffs to LeBron, which is him saying, I'm getting you off this team next year. Can't fucking Obama get his ass up off the couch for this? Yeah. Like, he, in, in the bubble, he was like, uh, I think that you guys should go back to work and not worry about police <laughs> brutality anymore. Uh, you will be able to wear a couple letters on the back of your jerseys. Yeah. And now he's just like, it's all good. Not really my business. He's like, I think like, Joe's dude, doing great. would you... <laughs> Get up off your fucking ass and use your influence for something good. Well, because he doesn't care about people, you know, being healthy. He cares about games still being played. And as it looks right now... He cares about 
labor unrest not happening in general. Yeah. yeah. And it looks like right now we're going to have games played and it's going to be smooth and it'll probably be like baseball where like a few guys will have it and go on the list and there will be a few weird hiccups and wrinkles probably where games get postponed. But the season, for the most part, will just go on. And the playoffs will happen. The Sixers will make Bobby and I very angry. Um, regardless of their seeding right now. Because uh, who the fuck knows who's on the yeah, team. Yeah, I mean, if there were any team except one of the two teams in the finals, we'd probably be very angry. So Yeah. Roster, if I they were in the finals, I'd just cry. Yeah, and then <laughs> get very angry. Yeah. But it's just like... You know, I really do enjoy the NBA from the perspective of watching all these players, stars, and stuff like that. I do enjoy football a little bit more now that I care a little bit less about the Eagles when I just catch games. You know, and I care less about the Eagles because we won a Super Bowl and then they just started yeah. to be dog shit. Um, the NFL is also a lot more fun now that we're like seven or eight years into them adopting like the more fun oh and they finally turned over and stuff finally found a way to turn over their old veteran qbs like the they, the pro system got pushed down to college like finally enough that like guys coming out actually have a shot to be well, a franchise qb it's the other what well, well it's the other way around is, it's more that the spread offense came up from college well the spread offense came up from college high school first but they they were talking about how like um with qb specifically there's always like certain offenses that make you tailor-made to take over in the nfl because the playbook reads similarly it's not so much like i i don't know actually don't listen to me fucking strike all of this from the record because i don't I know feel that like that was more correct when like they're running i form at usc but I'm just saying, like, how how many years was I thinking Drew Brees was going to be around? How many years was I thinking Peyton Manning was going to be yeah. there, Eli Manning? That's what I thought you were getting at. Yeah, like, like, these I, guys are finally, like, actually retiring besides Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger. But I, I don't mean just that, though. Is we did just have a run, though, where, like, straight up ass was coming out of college. Like, there was not a single good QB for, like, a good five-year run except maybe, like, one. Remember the Browns, like... To Brady Quinn in that one draft, uh, yeah. it was like, wow, they got him at 22? The only guy that was good was, like, Stafford. Yeah, they're like, they got him at 22. It's like, Ew. And Bradford goes number one. And it's just like, none yeah, of those guys ended up really turning out to be, like, Flacco was the best of them for a few years because he won a Super Bowl. Yeah, it was dog shit for a while there. Yeah, so that's what I was just saying. Something changed, I think, in college, I guess. But either way, I, I, I like these competitors. Even the NHL, I want to get into it more. Baseball, I definitely watch more. But there, this is like the first time ever where I've just like completely detached from like this feeling of, and it, it, part of it's playing with what's going on in Philly right now. And I, I think it's finally turning for me too with the Ben Simmons shit because it's just getting, it's a new story every day. Um, but it's just that like, I used to be so worried about like what, you know, other players thought of, you know, fans for the sake of they might come to Philly or something like that. But I, I literally don't care. Like, when DeAndre Hopkins came out and said freedom, question mark, I was like, that's the dumbest tweet I've ever seen because DeAndre Hopkins literally just, like, only thing I know him for is catching touchdowns and forcing himself to the Arizona Cardinals, which nobody would fucking do. Yeah. I guess he was in Texas for a couple of years now, there, which probably poisoned his brain a little bit. Although it was Houston, so who knows. Yeah. It's just... It's it's such an iconoclast problem where it's just like, you know, we're going to see also, I mean, we've talked about it uh, a little bit before the podcast, was there's musicians that are taking it seriously. Some of them have, uh, Jason Isbell was like the first one to say, like, I want vaccine cards, like, screw this. And there's other ones that are like, I wish this wasn't a thing and throw their concerts and it's in Florida, so nobody gives a yeah. shit. And then there's, you know, the same thing with, actors and actresses and people are getting fired now because there's a mandate and people are getting upset about their popular things and they want to try to co-mingle this with cancel culture but at the end of the day like mandate or not the reality you live in if you don't believe this covid is one thing that's your thing those of us who live in the reality of believing the pandemic that everybody has agreed to is happening know that death comes that's it like 
COVID brings death. That's all like the end game for COVID in my head. And I know people survive COVID, but like, why would I want to have somebody at my business who's going to kill other people at my business? Yeah. <laughs> like customer, coworker, me, like, I don't care. Like, I don't want to be around it. And the point I think the biggest, uh, you know, we talked about it on the podcast, Ron Rivera and TJ Ward, though. Like, TJ Ward made fun of a man who could not get the vaccine because he had cancer. Or either, I think he, or he whether whether he could or not, the, whether he either couldn't get it or he could get it, but he would, it would be you a lot way less efficacious. Yeah. Either way. Sorry. But, yeah, it, it, it's just like, that is number one saying... I believe me more than I care what could happen if you're right. And it, it it's such an obvious thing. Whoever, who wants to admit they're wrong? Yeah, I mean, everyone does that. But with, like, you could say the same thing about, you know, the, the people that were like, stay away from vaccinated people because they will rub their vaccine cooties on you. Like, they could say... Uh, you care about you more than what could happen to me if I'm right. But the difference is like in the weight of the likelihood that you're right. Yeah. Where it's like, uh, there's all the research that backs up this. And then there's like five guys on Facebook that back up you. Yeah. No. And it's like, you know, if there wasn't death tolls, <laughs> I wouldn't be having this conversation. If this was just a, a disease that's like, makes people really sick, like the flu and a couple people die every year like the flu. Yeah, but that's what the first line was. It's just like the flu. It's just going to do like the flu. But the whole fucking point is that we develop a vaccine for influenza. We make it very clear that vaccine will not cure the flu. The and flu will exist. It tops out at like 30% less yeah. um, effective against infection, I think. Or... Serious infection, whatever it is. Yeah. The the numbers like tops are out around low sixties. So I did actually like see that this is how and this is where we're probably screwed and the world's gonna end soon. Um this is how a pandemic becomes an endemic. And it doesn't mean end of the pandemic necessarily. It means you're gonna deal with this forever. And end we might of endemic. Yeah. And basically with the flu they developed a vaccine and, you know, new strains come and every year they try to keep up with the strains, but we live with it because we've hit basically a breaking point of what we can do with vaccinations and, you know, how much of the flu exists or like variants. And we have found comfort in that, that we, yes, we'll have people catch the flu. We will have deaths. It's unfortunate you know, I hope someday we have a breakthrough with a new vaccine for influenza that makes it even better. But this was not that. This wasn't, oh, man, if I catch the flu, I might puke a couple days. This was, if I catch the flu, I may or may not feel it. One, two, three. Ah, grandma's dead. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's that's just not. And when it got to the point where it was, like, clear the kids were going to be hit by the Delta variant and reports even started coming out, kids in the hospital, kid dies. It's so ironic that all of those people have said, hey, check out my proof that the vaccine doesn't work and it's one source and they will not give you a single thing else. You give them one child death and it's like, that kid probably died of sticking, you know, a hose in his mouth. I got in an argument with a guy one time that sent me an article about, I think, viral loads. Like, that Vi people who That's are called Pornhub, dude. People who are vaccinated uh, get sick at the same rate and have the same viral load, meaning that they're able to pass it on at the same rate. Which is not totally true. There's nuance there. But his source uh, was theobserver.ug, which is uh, Uganda. What? So it's like that. So your source is the Observer, your Uganda. That's that's your fucking ace in the hole, dude. Courtney Handler presents Uganda. Be kidding me! <laughs> I wow. just muted him. I was like, okay, man. There, I, there's no fucking point in talking to you. 
I but that and that's just like it. It's like I you got an article with words that gives you all that freedom again. I'm giving you an article of words, a picture of the kid, uh, you know, story of the school and stuff like that, and you're giving me well, people die. Yeah, I think that this whole thing is um people will take anecdotal evidence as um you know, proof of something wider if yeah. they already believe it. And just they'll take anecdotal evidence from the other side as anecdotal evidence because well, they don't believe it. It's completely well, human nature, but that's just what you see. And, like, I don't have any idea how you combat that. Well, it's just two saying, of the common most fallacies. It's the confirmation bias. So anything that confirms what I believe is true, anything that does not confirm what I believe is wrong. And then, two, anecdotal evidence is not actually a way to argue because, again, that is just a person's experience that's on a sample size. Yeah. So, but how do you point out to someone, you talk like a moron to me? Like, (laughs) yeah. We just, uh, we're just completely incapable of wrapping our head around numbers the size of which we would have to wrap them around. It's the same reason that people, like, kind of don't think there's that big of a difference between, like, a billionaire and a millionaire yeah and i mean i i even get that like because to a degree though there's even the thought of hey well that person's a millionaire and that person's a billionaire how much more can they spend but then when you look you actually look they can spend a lot more there is nuance there and you can see it for yourself and you don't have to keep telling people you're a free thinker but listen to joe rogan again it's hard enough to wrap your head around numbers of the size that we're talking about with COVID deaths and studies and, you know, vaccine and mass studies, stuff like that. Hard enough to wrap your mind around that without anecdotal evidence getting in there and working your emotions up one way or the other. Yeah. And I think that is the thing of the pandemic, though, that's become awful is that the anecdotal evidence has really been self-fulfilling prophecies. We said to them, if you do not do this, these deaths will happen. And then the deaths happened, and they were anecdotes to them. Yeah, and I mean, they might be anecdotes statistically, honestly, but it is still a thing that happens, and yeah, you're, it's, it's not insane to want to protect against it. So I, I'll actually give my final story for this that wraps it back into the NBA and the Sixers that I think is the best way for me to say I was being an asshole on purpose, anecdotally. Um, and this has nothing to do with the vaccine, so no COVID talk on this one. But um, my uncle and I used to argue about the Sixers a lot, and he would basically say the process is going to work. i say the process is going to work. Uh, there's still argument whether it's going to go, whatever. But basically, when the Sixers got Embiid and Simmons and made the playoffs and started looking good, you know, for me, I was at a position where now when he said, you know, I go up to him, like, oh, did the process work? And even though he could go, well, it only worked because of, you know, ABC ended up working out. I can always go, yeah, but I told you what would happen and it happened. So I'm right. And it gives you this false sense of, I know how things work. You don't. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone loves a, a dunk like that. Yeah, so like it, it really just takes one win, and that's the even worse part is the other gullible people are feeding into the bullshit feeders. It's like, you know, and the people that are anti-vax would say the same thing about us. Yeah, but it's just like it's the same pyramid scheme on both sides. It's just that our pyramid scheme, because it's a vaccine, allows us to just go do whatever we want for free, and they think that they can just do whatever they want for free even without the vaccine. Yeah. But it's like my, my cousin, like I was arguing with him and he's the one I had that block because he started invoking um, the trains of the Holocaust and said, you know, these, these guys would get on this if you just told them, liberals would. And it's like, holy shit, I don't want to talk to you ever again. You're dead to me kind of thing. But we were having a conversation before that and he even said, people go to, you know, uh, prison for forever. And I go, what are you talking about? And he goes, the government controls everything, man. Like... You're paying tax dollars just so people can go to prison. I'm like, what does that have to do with the vaccine? And he's like, just rifling off all the reasons he doesn't trust the government. 
Meanwhile, I'm over here like, I'm a fucking leftist. I've been telling you this shit. Yeah, what, like, what does he think about cops? Somebody yeah. like <laughs> You're regurgitating it back to me to tell me a vaccine isn't effective? Like, shut the fuck up. Get off of me. Yeah, Until this is over. <laughs> What's over? <laughs> By the winter, surely. Yeah. Well, when it gets warm. Remember, remember when the warm weather was supposed to kill COVID? <laughs> oh my god, that was, <laughs> that was so good. And then all summer, where <laughs> hydroxychloroquine, <laughs> Trump was actually right about it. Oh my god. Ugh. Actually, like one of my friends who's like been a leftist for like way longer than I have is like way on the ivermectin train. I has been for a while. I so that here's my. Real confusion with that one. Um, I don't know what's in the vaccine, and I took it. I'll admit it. I don't know what's in horse dormer. I'll admit that too, but I'm pretty sure it didn't say Cody dormer. Didn't say Cody COVID cure. Said horse on it. God, you're now painting me into the corner of defending ivermectin people because it's a common antibacterial drug that's used all over the world all the time on people. What's dumb is people taking the animal version of it. Yeah. Which is harder to control the doses of. And also, basically all of the evidence that it works really well is like non-peer-reviewed, non-repeatable studies. Yeah, and th- and that's another thing to keep in mind and also even played into the whole vaccine issue of Bill Gates doing another campaign of like, oh, look, I'm pushing for people to get vaccinated. Bill Gates has the power to release the vaccine patent to every single country in the world and said he would do anything to eliminate COVID. But when it came to that, that was too far. Yeah. Cause he's like a, a fucking pay pig for cop, the opposite yeah. <laughs> for copyright. But That's it, how they made his money. But basically those other countries, they got to figure something out. So some of the, the drugs that, you know, either uh, they, some of them had AZ early, I think, just because AZ wasn't approved in America, but they got approval in like the South American country or something like that. And yeah. Now anyway. we don't even get AZ. They pulled it. Yeah. Because it wasn't as effective. And it was giving the stroke side effect way more. So they wanted to study it more. Fair enough. Which, again, though, that should really tell you a lot, though. Like, and that's yeah, what about I the other ones. Yeah, but that's what I was preaching about the FDA. Is they don't want to fuck this up. They have, they're not getting paid. Yeah, There's no like, the FDA getting paid. That's the thing with like all agencies like that is like when you think it's like going way too slow, it's because if they fuck it up, then yeah. they're, the entire like trustability of government, such as it even is now, is completely gone. Like, yeah. Anyone that's like, oh, that's it's caught up in the bureaucracy is also like fucking rooting for them to approve something quickly and have it not work. And you're also like assuming that. <laughs> America was just like, Pfizer, you're one of our top pharmaceutical companies. Are you ready to be torn to the ground by the human population <laughs> when we inject them with our nano chips? It's like, what, dude? Like, no. It's a private company just the same does not want to fuck that up. They definitely wanted to get it out yeah. fast because if they, they saw results, that meant cha-ching, cha-ching, but... Yeah, that's the funniest thing about, like, the libertarian um, hesitancy over the vaccinations is like okay so you don't believe in the efficacy of markets yeah is what you're telling me <laughs> this market's so free they're just giving the vaccine away <laughs> Ugh, god good times yeah and and i think that's that's the scary thing though it's just like we knew there was an anti-vax wave with like and it started with fucking uh what jenna mccarthy was it she was, like, one of the main people to yeah. mainstream it, yeah. I feel and like that... Oprah somehow is to blame for it. <laughs> she likes to platform, like, kooky idiots like Dr. Right. Phil and Dr. Oz. Yeah. But, you know, like, I never really thought I'd see a day where, like, in mass, children would be vaccinated and stuff. I thought the stupidity of that idea and the fact that the schools mandate it means that we'll never see this day and now... Yeah. We got a problem coming. I will say that this one, I don't know how much it'll connect to the wider, like, Jenny McCarthy style anti vax thing because, like, there is, this was, like, rushed through. Yeah. Like, the, it was used uh, before it was fully approved by the FDA. It was much 
shorter time span than a, the normal drug trials. So like, I fucking maybe I'm being optimistic and naive, but I do think that this situation is a little bit of an outlier. And while I think that anyone who is like vaccine hesitant about this at this point, given all of the hundreds of millions, at least people on earth that have gotten it and the tiny, tiny, tiny statistically insignificant percentage that have had bad side effects. uh, I, I do think that there are reasons why someone who would otherwise get all their vaccines would not get this. I could agree with that as well. And I, I want to carry your optimism, hopefully. Uh, and the really the question is, though, just with this COVID-19 one, if this becomes an endemic, this means me and you every year are getting our booster shots, and maybe after a while we don't have to because we know it, like it's not as strong as it used to be. And because they have developed better treatments for yeah. it. And maybe that's just it. But if it keeps being every single year, we got to get a booster shot because it's just still that deadly and that's the only way we'll survive. How long is long enough for them? And the thing is, I've already seen the rhetoric of, uh, oh, here comes uh, lockdown four and uh, or lockdown two and something or other. People with the four shots are blaming the people with the three shots. I'm like, I've gotten two shots. It's been fine. If they ask for a booster, they already do that. You know, when you're a kid, you get booster shots. It's like not that big a deal. Yeah, and my co- it's, what it's going to be is people with two or three shots blaming people with no shots. Yeah, and my cousin was just That's like, what it's going to be. You're always going to be paying for it. And I'm like, well, it's free right now. So I don't know what your excuse right now is. Like, could end the whole it's pandemic. and fucking exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> just snake eating the tail. So... I think we've probably <laughs> exhausted a, that line of conversation. Bob, do you have anything else you want to throw in there? No, I think I'm all set. <laughs> all right, let's let's get on the plugs. What do you want to plug this week, Bobby? Uh, I did write a couple of blogs recently. Let me pull them up so that I can remember <laughs> what they are. <laughs> I didn't even know Bobby writes the blogs. Uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, one was Nicki Minaj... Uh, won't see your post about her cousin's friends shying empty balls, but your friends with shying empty balls will. <laughs> um, so be sensitive, because you don't know which of your friends have uh, giant empty balls That's climbing together. Um, like a couple of those uh, water balloon yo-yo things. Yeah, yeah. Use. Like if you had two oh, ones. I missed those. Uh, and the other one was uh, USAA really wants to remind you that you are not eligible to use their products. Yeah, that was the weirdest commercial I've ever seen in my life. It's also, that actually is ableist, because yeah. it basically calls, like, Gronk the R-word. They're like, sorry, Gronk. I'm special? Yeah. What the fuck was that, dude? I, I think that might have just been Gronk improvising and just a genuine thought. And um, then they, but they, they ran it. <laughs> they knew what they were doing. Yeah. Anyway, but, you, yeah, we can't use yeah. USAA. Um, which is upsetting because yes. I was going to plug that and now I'm remembering probably shouldn't. Yeah. Yes, even if uh, we were advertising them, uh, dear listener, you would not be allowed to use them and they have spent millions and millions of dollars to remind you of that. During NFL fucking season with Gronk and the Corona what did you pay to tell people they can't use you? <laughs> so, <laughs> so much ass. <laughs> Also, I'm just laughing at the amount of people, though, that were tricked by their commercials because I think even after a while, I was starting to see the line blended, and I'm like, couldn't you just slowly fix your commercials? Like, it made it clear it was only for... You didn't eat grog, but anyway. Um, I'll, I'll do my plug. I do think I get a little in <laughs> briefly in the weeds of conspiracy theorizing in that one. Ooh. So, Oh, wait, you got another plug, right? Be sure to check it out. Just those two, I think. Okay. All right, well, well, I, I've been retweeting the NFL coaching is no place for an Italian blog because <laughs> Nick Sirianni did, uh, has done such a bad job. That's just that's just science. I mean, Buddy Ryan, Cody Ryan, it's yeah. in, the, in the pudding. Anyway, uh, I would Get like out the calipers for that one. Yeah, like the plug. Uh, obviously, the U.S. Fuck. Um, no, I would like to to plug twitch.tv slash CodeRan. Uh, if you're listening to this before September's over, it is September. 20% off uh, all subs and gifted subs, which 
uh, means that you should give me money if you want. Uh, but really, I just wanted to give everybody a preview. We're heading in October. Gonna get spoopy. Can't wait. That's right. And uh, also got a game coming in that Bobby and I might be playing on the stream together. So that, that could be something to look forward to. Unless you you just hate listening to this podcast. You probably you hate watching the stream too. You think? I I hope so. You gotta be consistent. Listen to it. Please tell other people how much you hate us. Yeah, I I'm perfectly fine with being America's most hated podcast, but it's like number seven on the iTunes list. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, Bobby, you know you always get the last word though, so I'm gonna need you to give me a good last word. Um. Anything, Bobby? Just really anything. Mm. These are noises. It's not a word. Okay, he's exacerbated uh, now. Uh, uh, viscous.